Team Keho My Radio airs every Monday and Friday. Team Keho My Radio, welcome to the show. Thank you. And welcome to the 250th episode of Team Keho My Radio today. It's almost the end of 2023, guys. Within two, within two days or so, we'll be hanging up to New Year's Eve and New, and New Year's Day. So hope you guys are preparing for the next year because there's going to be a lot of stuff crazy going on. Well, including the elections and many stuff I'm going to be reporting as well. And I'm pretty excited for what's going on next year. So hope, let's see. We're going to see what's going to happen. The election is going to be interesting and hope you guys are paying attention to it. I'm going to be analyzing the election next week. Seeing what's going on, see what changes and see what I can, we can look at and I can get my commentary at. My radio show will be back on probably around the 19th or maybe a week the week after the 19th or so. Because we want to make sure we take a break and then we can move on. But we're going to continue on doing our radio show talking about political commentaries and everything. So anyway, let's get let's not waste time. Let's get into our show. Make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. Oh yeah, new, in, oh yeah, new intro and new outro music as well. And also a new kind of commentary kind of thing. Can't hold my radio kind of thing. It's changed from, like, a long time ago. Anyway. Veteran activist called EU denied bail for a third time over plan to protest unfair district council race. Veteran activist Cote EU has been denied bail for a third time over a planned protest against the overhauled district council elections. Cole, 17 years old, appeared before Chief Magistrate Victor So at the West Kowloon Magistrate's Court on Monday morning for a bear he- review hearing, wearing a black jacket over a red t-shirt. As he walked into the dock, Cole greeted members of the public gallery with a traditional hand gesture. The activists have been remained since December 8th when he was arrested by National Security Police for attempting or preparing to do an act with seditious intent. The activist was denied, was denied bail twice, uh, bail once when he first appeared in court early this month, and, la- and again last week at a bail review hearing. The hearing would, has been adjourned to January 10th. So for those activists out there who's, like I, so I want to say this, the activist who's currently, who's currently in prison right now behind bars, yeah, they're I don't know how they're gonna be spending their New Year. It's gonna be pretty, pretty screwed. What the, what's going on with them? Anyway, Hong Kong's freedoms better quote unquote better protected under national security law. Government tells the UN ahead of human rights review. Hong Kong's rights and freedoms are more safeguards since Beijing's imposed a national security law. The, the city's government has told the United Nations ahead of a routine human rights review in January. In three page report to the UN Human Rights Council. Published on Saturday, authorities said Hong Kong has taken a major turn from chaos to governance after the security legislation and measures ensuring only patriots can run and elections were implemented. Hong Kong society has put the volatile situation behind it, and the rights and freedoms of Hong Kong residents <clears throat> are better protected in a safer and more orderly environment, the report says. 
report read. Submission to the UN came as the International Human Rights Council, International Biohuman Rights Council, is set to hold a its evaluation of China's human rights records in a month's time. The Universal Periodic Review Mechanism requires UN member states to undergo a peer review of its human rights records every four and a half years, according to the UN's website. China's review will take place on January on January twenty fourth and will include discussion about Hong Kong and Macau. Besides the government, the UN also received submissions from civil society groups. A number of Hong Kong-based groups had made submissions ahead of the review in 2018. However, however, have this have disbanded in the wake of the national security law, including the Civil Human Rights Front, the Civil, the China Human Rights Lawyers Concern Group, and the Human and the Hong Kong Alliance to Support Patriotic Democratic Movements. According to a UN document, among the groups that submitted reports on Hong Kong for the review next month were based overseas, pro-democracy organizations including the UK-based Hong Kongers in Britain and the US-based Hong Kong Democracy Council. Post-establishment groups in Hong Kong, such as Hong Kong and Mainland Legal Profession Association and the Kowloon Women's Organization Federations, also made submissions as did two committees representing women's affairs and labor education under pro-Beijing Party, the Federation of Hong Kong and Kowloon Labor Unions. So, m- during these times, many of those groups are giving their own interpretations or their own submissions, kind of thing. So, what do you expect? During the review, so dozens of sub- society groups, civil society groups, have su- shut down since then, while independent media outlets have also been closed following police raids and the arrest of top executives. During the review by the, Uni- the UN Human Rights Committee last year, UN experts are urged the government to repeal this security law, citing its overly broad interpretation and rights violation. In response, the government, hysterically, said in a statement that it strongly objects to the Rights Committee unfair criticism, maintaining that the law has restored, and stability, restored stability and security to the city. In its reports to the UN, the, the Hong Kong government said the city protects the freedoms of freedom of press and expression of Hong Kong residents. The media may exercise their freedom of expression in accordance with the law and comments on or even criticize the work of the government, the reports read, adding that the number of media organizations registered with the government has increased compared with 2018. The comments came as the national security trial of Jimmy Lai, the founder of defunct pro-democracy newspaper Apple Daily, got underway after a year-long delay. Lai has been charged with two counts of conspiracy to collude foreign powers and one count of publishing seditious publications. Now, the city has plummeted down press freedoms rankings, placing 140 out of 180 territories and international media watchdog reports without borders, RS, RSF, list this year. Ten years ago, Hong Kong was ranked 58th. Authorities also said in a report that Hong Kong's residents enjoyed freedom of peaceful assembly and association, as well as judicial independence in its courts. Now, since the national security law was enacted in 2020, while COVID curbs remain in place, protests have been few and far between, with those go to allowed to go ahead subject to strict rules by police. During a protest in March, the first against a government policy since, um, since pandemic measures were lifted. Demonstrators were made to wear, to wear a number of tags and hold up their own cordon. 
ahead of the newly restricted district council elections early this month. Members of the pro-democracy group, the League of Social Democrats, were arrested on their way to the demonstration, while veteran activist Cole T.U. was arrested over a plan to protest against the Patriot-only polls. Hong Kong officials also appeared before the UN experts in February during a session with the the UN Committee on Economic, Social, and Cultural Rights. At the meeting, the UN experts questioned the state's officials on a wide range of topics, including academic freedom and bail conditions for those charged under under the security law. You know what the government's going to do, right? They're just going to lie under the teeth. They're just going to say, oh, everything's better. It's getting better now. It's a lot more better than what we had back then. A lot more better than what we have in the past. Where those pesky democracy activists are still there. Um, by pesky, they mean that they're just, they're just getting in the way. Let's just get rid of them. Get rid of them. Just get rid of them. That's what they're trying to do. Alright, Chinese embassy in Myanmar tells citizens to leave border districts as battles between rebels and junta flares. Chinese, China's embassy in Myanmar on Thursday asked its, its citizens to leave a northern district along the country's shared border, citing heightening security risks as minority armed groups battled the junta. Clashes have raged since October across Myanmar's northern Shan state after the Arakan Army, the Myanmar National Democratic Alliance Army, and the Tang, Tang National, Ar- National Liberation Army launched an offensive against the military. The group has seized several towns and border hubs vital for, chi- for trade with China, and what analysts says is the biggest military challenge to the, to the junta since it seized power in 2021. The, M- the MNDAA had vowed to recapture Lokai town, located in a district bordering China that is run by a military-aligned militia and notorious for gambling, prostitution, and, an- and online scams. The conflicts in Lokai's district of Kokang, northern Myanmar, continue, and safety risk has escalated for people st- stranded there, the embassy said on its WeChat account. The Chinese embassy in Myanmar once again reminds Chinese citizens in Lao Kai's district to evacuate as soon as possible. The media affiliated with the MNDAA said this week that Myanmar's junta has carried out airstrikes in the self-administered Kokang street uh, region that surrounds Lao Kai and shelled parts of the town. AFP has contacted a, a um, MNDAA spokesperson for comment. Earlier this month, Beijing said it had mediated talks between military and the three ethnic armed groups and reached an agreement for a temporary ceasefire. But clashes, but clashes have continued in parts of Shan, of the, of Shan State, with the TNLA claiming to have captured two more towns in recent days. Analysts says Beijing maintains ties with ethnic armed groups in northern Myanmar, some of whom share close ethnic and cultural ties with China and use Chinese currency and phone networks in the territory they control. Beijing is also a major arms supplier and ally of the junta, but ties have been straying in recent months over the junta's failure to crack down on online scam compounds in Myanmar that Beijing says target Chinese citizens. Protesters gathered for a rare demonstration in Yangon last month to pro- to accuse China of back of backing the ethnic minority alliance, and and say was a move sanctioned by junta authorities. So it means it could be actually by 
by the junta government. I mean, we haven't been talking about um, Myanmar for a long time, and I don't, I don't know what the situation is. I'm hoping the situation can be, can be good. I'm just hoping the junta government can be gone for sure, like gone forever. Like, just don't want to be there because they've been there already for a long time, and I don't want them to be in there again. There's no democracy. They've already delayed the election because of the freaking war. So we expect. We talked about the Fanling golf um, golf course before, so we're gonna be we're gonna talk about that. Hong Kong golf course at center of controversial public housing projects wins UNESCO Con- um, conservation award. A Hong Kong golf course at the center of a controversial public housing plan has won a UNESCO conservation awards with the agencies citing its biodiversity and holistic and holistic management. The Funling Golf Course was among the winners of the Asia Pacific Award for Cultural for uh, for Cultural Heritage Conservation from the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organizations or UNESCO announced last week. The honors took into account the entries, technical achievements, sustainability and understanding of place. In a social media post published last Friday, the Hong Kong Golf Club, which operates the Fangling Golf Course, said it was absolutely delighted by the news. We are thrilled by this award, and our utmost thanks to UNESCO for this incredible recognition, club captain Andy Kwok said. But this really is an award for the whole of Hong Kong and our city efforts in preserving important cultural heritage sites. UNESCO said the golf course was empathized a commendable undertaking for environmental stewardship, and that it had considered its ecological value and biodiversity in its conservation management plan. Moreover, this project is creating a narrative and range of activities for a wide public, inclus- public inclusive of golfers and non-golfers alike, and regardless of age and membership standing, UNESCO added. The award comes as the government presses on with its plan to turn a nine and a half hectares of the Fanling Golf Course into public housing. The area was part of the 32 hectares of land that was returned to the government in September after its lease, lease to the club expired. Supporters of the club have expressed opposition to the project, arguing that the golf course is a world-class facility that should be preserved. The golf club said in July, that has applied for the UNESCO recognition, a move seen as a bid to support, to rally support for the club and Mr. Gummis' plan. In a press release announcing its award entry, the, cl- the club said the Funling Golf Course opened in, 19, in 1911 and is the oldest champion, championship golf course in Asia. The Funling Golf Course century-old history and high cultural value represents presents an opportunity for the club to showcase Hong Kong as a multi uh, multicultural international metropolis, which is at the front forefront of, his, of heritage preservation. The statement read. Earlier this year, the golf club launched a legal bid to challenge the government's approval of an environmental report, which is necessary for the project to proceed on the impact of the housing plan. It's argued that there was a lack of public consultation and a failure to account for ecological, um, ecological concerns. The court later granted a suspension of the approved report, pending a verdict of the judicial review, which will be heard in March next in May next year. Judicial reviews are considered by the first court first instance and examine the decision-making processes of administrative bodies. Issues under review must be shown to uh, to affect the wider public interest. 
So they apply, so first up, yay, they get the um, UNESCO conservation. So it means the government has to find ways to fix their crappy and failure housing prices. That literally kept on skyrocketing, and it doesn't even, they don't even solve the problem anyway. China's defense ministry accuses Taiwan of quote-unquote hyping up claims of election interference. China's defense ministry and on Thursday accused Taiwan's leadership of hyping up claims that Beijing is interfering in the South Rule Islands upcoming presidential election. The DPP's authorities have been hyping up the hyping up that mainland China is interfering in this election. Ministry spokesperson Wu Tian told a press conference using the initials of the Taiwan ruling Democrat Progressive Party. He accused Taipei of trying to put to trying to stoke the confront uh, stoke confrontation and manipulate and manipulate the election. One of the main themes in the lead up to Taiwan's closely watched January 13th vote is how the presidential candidates will handle relations with China. Taiwan's officials have repeatedly raised concerns about election interference and misinformation in the votes comes against the backdrop of an escalating pressure campaign by Beijing, which claims the island as part of its territory. Several Chinese balloons have been detected moving across the sensitive median line separating Taiwan from China throughout December, Taipei has said. Ask about the, the balloon on Thursday, Beijing's will, will dismiss the allegations of interference. Taipei's Claims he said, "We're all familiar pages from the old from the old pay, uh, playbook. That's but that's more and more people in Taiwan see through them." During a televised um, policy presentation on Tuesday, the DPP's front runner candidate Lai Xinde reiterated warnings of election interference by Beijing. It's easier to buy or cheat than to rob, Lai said, accusing the opposition Kuomintang of borrowing China's China's power. To gain, um, to gain ruling power, KMT's candidate Hu Yui, who vows closer ties with Beijing, has in turn called the election a choice between war and peace. And by war and peace, does it mean also them interfering in Hong Kong, interfering in the whole entire situation in the um, in the elections in Taiwan itself? And I'm going to reiterate again: Taiwan is a country. Taiwan is a country, and just t- just take it as it is. Why can't you accept the reality of it, mainland China, the CCP? Why aren't you accepting that Ch- Taiwan is a country already? It is a country, not a province, not a territory, not a renegade province, nothing. It's a country, right? I'm going to say to you Taiwan people, you are a country. Republic of China, Zhonghua Mingguo, simple as that. The Republic of, T- of China, as that, call Republic of Taiwan you want, that's... That's your opinion. But it's still independent and it will be independent forever. And it's been independent since 49. So why can't it just take the why can't the CCP just take the reality of it? International journalists in Taiwan up 22% in a year, foreign ministry says. Taiwan has seen a steady increase of international media and journalists since 2016. Basically at doing basically since Taiwan took office. The island's foreign ministry has said, with, 20, with a 22% increase in foreign reporters this year, attributed to Taiwan's press freedom and its position as an Indo-Pacific hub. The island's democracy has 
had um the Islands Democracy had 174 foreign reporters and 82 international media outlets by the end of the by the end of November, according to its Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Jeff Liu. A spokesperson for the ministry said last Tuesday uh, that the latest figures shows a steady grow, a growth from last year when 142 reporters from 79 international news outlets were reported. The latest figures also represented an almost an almost twofold increase from 2016 when 81 personnel from 48 international news organizations were stationed in Taiwan. Liu added. Liu said that Taiwan's press freedom and its open and free society were the primary reasons behind the inflow of international reporters. He said Taiwan ranked 35 out of the 180 jurisdictions in the latest Reporters Without Borders press, free, uh, press Freedom Ranking, released on May 3rd, World Press Freedom Day. It was the highest rank, ranking for the island since 2008, and it stood at the forefront amongst Asian jurisdictions, he said. Liu said that Hong Kong once in a, lead, a leading position in terms of press freedom in Asia and the world, had plummeted to 140th this year. China stood at 179th, above only North Korea on this year's RSF index. Taiwan's news landscape is free. Information is circulating in a fast, open, and transparent manner. This is in Mandarin. He had the rule, that rule of law, the respect for diverse opinions and Taiwan's location as an Indo-Pacific hub has made the islands a hotspot for international media to set up regional stations. Taiwan would provide necessary assistance for journalists to enter, reside, and work in the territory, he said. So it's, so it's great that Taiwan's doing that. Look at Hong Kong. Maybe they should learn from what... We're like, well, why don't they learn about Hong Kong? Why don't they learn? Why don't they learn what Hong Kong does? What we did was good. No, what do you mean? What do you mean? What you did was good. Now, we talked about Actus Chow on a couple occasions, so we're gonna continue on talking about her again. So, Hong Kong activist Actus Chow fails to report to police after fleeing to Canada. Hong Kong activist Actus Chow failed to report to authorities on Thursday. Police said. Weeks after she announced she had fled to Canada and would not return to meet her bail conditions, Chow was jailed for Chow was jailed for her role in the in Hong Kong's massive 2019 protests, pro-democracy protests, but was later allowed to go overseas to start on conditions that she report in person to police at specific t- specified time. The activist said on December 3rd that she had decided not to return to the city, to the Chinese city after re- considering the situation in Hong Kong, my personal safety, my physical and mental health. Police confirmed that the deadline was set for Thursday and strongly condemns Chow's shameful acts of absconding to avoid legal responsibilities. Fugitives should not have any delusion that they could evade legal liabilities by absconding from Hong Kong, police said. Hong Kong leader John Lee has previously vowed that the fugitives would quote unquote will be pursued for life. Adding that Chow decided to jump decision to jump bail shows she was quote unquote devoid of integrity. Now Chow was one was one of the best known young faces in the 2012, 14, and 19 protest movement against Beijing's increasingly authoritarian rule in Hong Kong. 
She spent around seven months behind bars for her role in the protest outside the city's police headquarters in 2019, when huge crowds rallied weeks after weeks in a most serious challenge to China's rule since Hong Kong's 1997 handover from Britain. Separately, Chow was arrested for collusion with foreign countries or with external elements to endanger national security under a, under a Beijing-imposed national security law. Chow told AP in an early interview that police had allowed her to leave Hong Kong on bail only, on bail only, if she agreed to pen a letter of repentance and travel to mainland China as part of a touring promoting the country's achievements. So they're saying they pursue her for life. Why waste your breath? Seriously, why waste your breath? It's just it's just a big time waster. There's no point. There's no point. So speaking of um, of Agnes Chow, we're going to continue on. Parents of Hong Kong self-exiled activist Agnes Chow questioned by police, local media reported. Hong Kong police have, have questioned the parents of pro-democracy activist Agnes Chow after she announced she had fled to Canada. Local media reported on Friday, citing sources. Chow failed to report to authorities this week as per the bare conditions surrounding her national security allegations. Chow's mother was invited to assist police investigations as a um, guarantor of her daughter's bail, sources told local media on Friday, adding that both Chow's, um, both Chow's parents attended Daipol's um, police station on Friday morning. Hong Kong professor reached out to the police for comments. Chow 27 was arrested in 2020 on suspicion of including foreign forces under the, Beige, under the national security law Beijing imposed in June that year. While Chow was not formally charged, she was released on bail and was allowed to st- and was allowed to study abroad on condition on the condition that she report in person to, pol- to the police at specific times. The the activist said on December third that she had decided not to return to this, return after considering the situation in Hong Kong, my person my personal safety, my physical and mental health. Police on sur- on Thursday confirmed that Chow has not reported to the authorities on time as they condemn Chow's shameful acts of absconding to avoid legal responsibilities. The state's leader, John Lee, and the National Security Police have previously vowed that, act- that fugitives will be pursued for life. Chow, one of the best-known young faces of Hong Kong pro-democracy protest movements, was jailed for seven months for her role in, the protest- in a protest outside Wan Chai's police headquarters in July 2019. At the time, the state was embroiled in massive protests sparked by the Sense Acts Action Bill. She was granted temporary release for these separate collusion allegations, but had her passport confiscated. In, this, in the December announcements, she said she was allowed to leave Hong Kong for a master program in Canada with conditions, including that she penned a repentance letter and traveled to Shenzhen in China for a patriotic trip. However, the police have declined to confirm the details of the of, bail, of child's bail conditions. Child has joined scores of pro-democracy activists living abroad in self-exile, including including former lawmaker Nathan Law, currently based in the UK, who co-founded the non-disbanded opposition party Demisisto with Child in 2016. Police have so far issued arrest warrants for 13 overseas activists, including Law. Each are accused of endangering national security and have $1 million, $1 million bounties on their heads. Law fam- Hong Kong-based family members have also been reportedly questioned by police. So it's a pretty, it's a 
pretty dangerous situation right now, as we know. So I don't know how Hong Kong's gonna be like soon. It's gonna be pretty dangerous already. So hopefully things are gonna change soon. Act, um, Agnes Chow right now is in a very different situation because of her mental health and everything else. So I don't know how sa her safety's gonna be like. I mean, as how much as no matter how much you fled to another country, there's always gonna be a bunch of morons that comes and harass you every time, or they dox you or some way, which is even worse because those guys don't even they. All they do is docs. They don't have another way to solve the problem. So, good news for anybody who's been posting on social media. I've been posting already on my story. So, Tony Chum, ex-independence group leader, flees Hong Kong, seeks asylum in Hong in UK at the National Security Jail term. So, Hong Kong activist Tony Chum said he has left the city for the UK to seek political asylum. Following the completion of his jail term earlier this year over a national security offense, 22-year-old announced in a social media post on Thursday that as part of supervision rules since his release from prison in June, he was barred from leaving the country for one year. But he managed to seek permission from the Correctional Service Department to travel to Japan for Christmas. From there, he bought a flight to the UK, arriving there on Wednesday. So it's great that he now lives in the UK for political asylum because he's away from the government itself. This also means that in a foreseeable future, uh, future, it's impossible. This is what, um, what he said, really. This also means that in a foreseeable future, it's impossible for me to return to my home, Hong Kong. He wrote, although I have anticipated this day in the past, at the moment that I have made up my mind, my heart still sank. Now, Chum, the ex-convenient of the now-disbanded pro-independence group students, um, Student Localism, was arrested under the national security law in late July 2020, around a month after Beijing imposed this legislation on Hong Kong. Authorities accused Chum, who was in 19, of inciting secession. He also faced counts of mon money laundering and publishing seditious materials under the colonial era sedition law. Chum pleaded guilty in November 2021 to inciting secession and money laundering, while the prosecution that proceeds with the sedition charge, he was sentenced to three years and seven months in jail. The activist is the latest no and the latest known pro-democracy uh, figures to leave Hong Kong. Agnes Chow, a former student leader for the now disbanded group, Democisto, announced earlier in December that she that she had moved to Canada and would not return to Hong Kong to meet her bail conditions. Chow. Was not was arrested under the national security law in December 2020, and while she was not charged, was required to report to the police regularly. Police said they have they may issue an arrest warrant if she skips the coming meeting. Scores of activists have left the city since the security law was enacted following protests and protests in 2019. The law criminalizes secession, subversion, foreign collusions, and terrorism, and offenders face up to life imprisonment. Since then, dozens of civil society groups have disbanded and independence newsrooms have shut down. Stories, however, have maintained that the security law had restored stability and prosperity to Hong Kong. In a lengthy social media post, Chum said he was subject to regular meetings with national security police every two to four weeks since his release from prison in June. He said he was ordered to board a seven-seater seat 
um, seated vehicle with a closed curtains to unknown destinations each time. During the conversation, officers questioned him, questioned him about who he has met recently and what they discussed, Toom claimed. He also said he believed that security police used his poor financial situation to attempt to extract information from him. While he got a job after finishing his term, the CSD told him that he was not allowed to work in specific businesses, so he was left without an income. National Security Police also forced him to disclose his bank account's information. My speculation is that they have learned about my ins- my financial struggles through my bank account information. So they proposed so they proposed providing informants fees, urging me to supply information about others as a proof of my information and willingness to cooperate. He added. He said, um, he said he can continue his studies abroad and contribute everything he has he can as a Hong Kong exile. Hong Kong officials have reached out to the Security Bureau and Correctional Service Department for for comments. The answer is, nah, they're not going to give me any comments. They're not going to say anything anymore. They're going to be super, super quiet about it. I mean, they're the government. What would they answer anything, right? Tony Chum, Hong Kong orders activists back to prison after breaking supervision order and fleeing to UK for asylum. Hong Kong authorities have condemned independence activist Tony Chum for telling a lie and breaching a post- prison supervision order after he said he had left the city to seek asylum abroad. The comments came hours after the 22-year-old who finished his jail term in June over a national security offenses, national security offense, but was subject to supervision rules, said on social media that he had flown to the UK and would not, re- would not be returning to Hong Kong. Trump openly breached the supervision order. I called on him to mend his ways take responsibility for his actions, and come back to Hong Kong as soon as possible. Lung King Ip, the Deputy Commissioner of the Correctional Services, Rehabilitation and Management, said in Cantonese at a press conference on Friday. Authorities have issued a recall order for Chum to return to prison. Lung said, adding that the Correctional Service Department, or CSD, was working with other law enforcement agencies to issue an arrest warrant. Chum, the ex-convenient of the now-disbanded pro-independence group, student localism, was arrested under the national security law in late July 2020, around a month after the, Nash, after the Beijing imposed, Nash, uh, imposed legislation on Hong Kong. He was sentenced to three years and seven months in jail after pleading guilty to inciting secession and money laundering. He was the first arrested, he was the first arrested under this controversial legislation. In a lengthy social media post on Thursday, Chung said that he, as he was sentenced before turning 21, he was placed under a supervision order for one year and told not to leave Hong Kong. He said he persuaded the CSD to allow him to travel to Okinawa, Japan, for Christmas after submitting a submitting flight and accommodation details to them. Once in Japan, he then booked a flight for the UK and arrived on Wednesday. Long told reporters on Friday that Chum was not barred from leaving Hong Kong. Only that he had to inform supervision officers where he was going and what dates he would be away. He had that Chum told supervision. He had that Chum told supervision officers that December fourteenth that that he would be in Japan from from December twentieth to twenty fifth on Christmas Day. Chum called the supervision officers and said that he could not catch his flight back and he needs to change his initiary to return on Thursday. On Thursday night, supervision officers attempted to contact Chum, but could not reach him. Today, they found out through social media and news outlet that he had fled to the UK to seek political asylum, said. 
In response to a, a report question, the corrections official said the department hoped to help supervise, um, supervise into uh, supersedes, um, inter um, integrate into society and system from with their problems. He completely breached our trust and told a lie, saying he was going on a holiday. Long said. And so, in his social media post on Thursday, Chum said he was forced to meet with national security police every two or four months, four weeks, after he was after his release from prison. During their meetings, he was asked about who he had, who he met, and what to discuss. Chum also said he believed the national security police used his poor financial situation to attempt to extract information from him. While he got a job after finishing his barrel term, the CSD told him not he was not allowed to. To work in specific, to um, in specific businesses, so he's left without an income. National security police also forced him to disclose his bank account information. Chum said, he claimed that police offered him informants, um, fees, and urged him to supply information about others as proof of my information and willingness to cooperate. During the fr Friday press conference, Long told reporters that supersedes um. Should take up the job that the department recognized that that are in accordance with their reputation needs. If jobs were high risk, if it um it is not suggested that they work there, he said. Long after the department reached out to the organizations to offer him part time job, which he did take up. He did not comment when the reports asked him if it was true that the national security police offered financial incentives and to Chum in exchange for information. Chum is the latest pro-democracy figures to leave Hong Kong. Atkins Chow, a former student leader from the non-disbanded group Demacisto, announced earlier in, in December that she had moved to Canada and would not return to Hong Kong to meet her bail conditions. Chow was arrested under national security law in December 2020, and while she was not charged, was required to report to the police regularly. Police said they may, may issue an arrest warrant if she, if she skips the coming meeting. So there, so that's why people are very fearful about what, about how it's basically how lethal that these guys were, or how tough, the how vague the national security law could be. And we're gonna be talking more about that in the next half. China ousts defense firm executives from top political body. Three executives at leading Chinese missiles defense firms have been removed from Beijing's top. Political Advisory Committee, according to state media, and the latest high-level demotions in the city's um, military establishment. Among those ousted was Wu, Wu Yangshen, the chi um, chairman of the China's Aerospace and Technolo um, Technology Corporation, which oversees development of, this, of the country's spacecraft and missile systems. Also removed were Liu Xichuan, Chuan, chairman, chairman of the Narinko Group, a leading manufacturer of military equipment, and Wang Chanjing, a former a former expert at the China's aerospace uh, science and industry and industry corporations, all three firms are state owned and have played a key role in the country's defense industry. No reason was given for their removal on Wednesday from the Chinese Pol uh, People's Political Consultative Conference, or CPPCC, which was reported by the state broadcaster CCTV. Fighting ale um, alleged corruptions has been a long central home of Xi's rules, which have been punctuated by a series of high-level removals and disappearances of officials. In October, Defense Minister Li Shangfu was abruptly sacked 
following months of speculations about his whereabouts. A replacement for Lee has not been yet has been not yet been announced, and Beijing has not been giving a re, has not given a reason for his removal. Recent months have also seen an overhaul in the leadership of China's secretive rocket force, the army's unit that oversees Beijing's nuclear arsenal, following reports of a corruption probe involving its involving its former chief. This this is not the first time that many people were removed from the political consultative conference. James Tian was one of was one of the few who got removed from the uh, f- they kicked him out because he asked CY Lung to resign. So he's not so those guys were, were lucky. Those old those you're not the only one. James Tian was also being kicked out. So it wasn't it wasn't the he wasn't the only guy that got kicked out. They weren't, these three people weren't the only person, so they should be they should be happy that they weren't the only person. Yay, they got kicked out. Whatever the case may be. Who wants to be in that conference anyway? And also, we'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to the second half, guys. So, the final report we're going to talk about is the Subic Party. I don't know, you guys are saying, well, we did this ban, so why are you talking about it? Well, we're going to talk about the final days of the Hong, of the Hong Kong opposition, opposition parties, jailed, uh, the Civic Parties, jailed, unseated, and exiled. Six lapel pins... Bearing the Civic Party's founding dates are all Hong Kong veteran politicians Alan Leung kept when when the once prominent opposition groups cleared its headquarters and shuttered its opening door its doors days before the new year. Founded in 2006, the Civic Party, nicknamed the Barristers Party, was made up of attorneys, academics, and other professionals who wanted to promote democratizations in Hong Kong. Becoming a at one point the city's second largest opposition party in the Legislative Council. Times has changed, co-founder Lung, co-founder Leong said, uh, uh, speaking to AFP in a series of interviews during this party's six-month shutdown process. Since Be- since China imposed a sweeping national security law that quelled dissent after massive pro-democracy protests. Rocked Hong Kong in 2019. The Civic Party has seen three members jailed, its elected politicians unseated, and a former lawmaker listed as the most wanted fugitive. Under a leadership vacuum, the party decided to disband in May. In the final months of 2023, it don't it's it donated its office furniture and company's loudspeakers and and stripped bare its walls of newspaper clippings and party signage. But the but Leong held on to a green and purple pin bearing the date nineteen um nineteen three zero three and 06. basically means March nineteenth two thousand six the party's birthday. What's left of the initial batch of the lapel pins would be will be all that we have, he told AFP. The lawyer cited Hong Kong's political reality as a lack of money and morale as reasons for the party's closure. I've never doubted the ability of Hong Kong's people ruling Hong Kong, but there are things that are beyond our control," he said. There are a few about legislators who are behind, or still behind bars now. So that's so that's reality. That's also a reason why we are winding up ourselves, up, keeping raising our raises our spirits. Once an electoral reform advocacy group, the Civic Party was formed by four lawyers who were also who were also lawmakers, Ronnie Tong. Mark, Margaret M, Audrey Yu, and Leong. 
aspiring to to become a governing party, it recruited elites from different professions, such as civic engineer Albert Lai. It has then has then been a decade since Hong Kong's handover, but Beijing has not realized its promise of universal suffrage for the city. That was a triggering that was a triggering point of the party's formation, Lai told AFP. Hong Kong was handed over from Britain to China in 1997, with Beijing's promise a wide degree of of freedoms and an ultimate aim of having the city's leader and lawmakers democratically elected. But today, Hong Kong's chief executive is still chosen by Beijing lawyers. And in 2004, Communist Beijing created more um, hurdles for electoral reforms, fueling an already simmering role of Hong Kong's mini-constitution which governs its territory separately from mainland China, and bringing hundreds of thousands out to protest for greater democracy. Hong Kong's endurance had been tested to the, li- to the limits, and wrote in the party's founding manifesto, we must ra- raise up our spirits again now. In 2010, the party's collaborated with its more radical peer, the League of Social Democrats, to trigger a by-election with the signature with the resignation of five pro-democracy legislators. The party said they aimed to create a symbolic referendum allowing voters to show their support for demonstrations and move Beijing condemn as unconstitutional. Tong, a co-founder who defected from the party in 2000, who was to defect and more left the party in 2015 to form his own group, said he was alarmed at the time by its radicalization. It was an act of confrontation Tong, now a cabinet member, told a government news outlet in June, regretting his part in creating the party. Really? So you created the party and now you're granting it now? This year, Beijing State Television called the party a quote-unquote anti-China destabilizing organization. Some civic party members have been persecuted for leading pro-democracy protests, raising funds for demonstrators, and joining an unofficial primary to shortlist legislative candidates, which Hong Kong, which Hong Kong government alleged to be a national security crime. By the end of twenty twenty one, all of its members on the city district, on the city district and legislative council, has been ousted under Beijing's. Patriots doctrine, in which anyone deemed politically disloyal is weeded out from the from public office, from Hong, Kong, Hong Kong's public office. Dennis Kwok, one of the civic party's unseated lawmakers who now lives overseas, is wanted for collusion and has a one million dollar bounty, which is equivalent to one hundred twenty eight thousand dollars in the U.S. on his a bounty on his head. With the party's closure, closure and his resignation as leader. Long said he was relieved because I can actually put up the burden, put down the burden. History is a uh, a silico, is a psych, is a silico, and no one can predict the city's future. He added, but he said, should there come a time that professionals or the like one can once again serve Hong Kong, I'm sure another party will be born. I think, I think, I think I can like that. I like what he did, what he said there. In my opinion. I think for me, I can try to form the party again, but it has to be something different. It's still going to be um, a lawyer's group or anything like that. So I might try to clear something up a bit or try to formulate the group again to something a little different, a lawyer's group or whatever. But that that'll be something more of an electoral kind of thing and not a, a political party. But 
the future will tell us more than anything. So for me, I'll let the uh, hist- I'll let history judge itself instead of me doing it. And thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, make sure to tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. And I'm, I can't believe we made up to almost close to fifty some to fifty um fifty episode already. It is it was it is so grateful for me to do all of this for you guys, and you guys tuning in and looking at information and try to learn everything from us. Um, I don't expect you guys to learn everything or know everything about what's going on with the group, with what uh, my radio show is or any of that. Our radio show will be back soon and uh, soon next um probably next month or so. I hope you guys can stick around and we'll talk more about what's going on. And that's it for today, and we'll talk more next time. This is Team Cal, my reader, signing out. Hope you guys have a great weekend and a happy new year as well. Take care, guys. Stay safe. Team Kettle My Radio airs every Monday and Friday. Team Kettle My Radio, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey,